and good morning and Merry Christmas to all of our listeners out there from Cox Radio. You're listening to For Your Information, and it's a public affairs program. And today we are going to talk about the day it is, Christmas. So without further ado, I want to introduce my guest. His name is Tim Holder. He's a minister of music and a pastor. He has helped a lot of people uh, understand the Bible, and hopefully uh, we'll get to learn a little bit about Christmas and the Christmas Day. How are you doing today? I'm stumbling over my words Uh, like crazy, That's so crazy. Too much Christmas food. or (laughs) (laughs) One thing or the other, I tell you. Thought about it today or earlier in the week and decided that it'd be best to have a Christmas program here on Christmas Day. You know, there's uh, so many things people think about during the holidays and Christmas, but there's really only one true Christmas story, and it's got nothing to do with a Red Ryder BB gun. That's right. <laughs> uh, first, Brother Tim, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, for those that may not know you. Well, I am, uh, I've been a minister of music for 50 years in uh, local ch- uh, churches. I have sung... Uh, nationwide and around the world with a group called The Centrumen. Just enjoy so much sharing the gospel of Christ uh, through music and preaching and uh, many ways like that. You've uh, served in a number of capacities uh, in different churches, but uh, as of now, I think you say you're semi-retired, is that? (laughs) Well, I'm supposed to be. (laughs) But it seems like you're still working from time to time. Well, you don't retire from the ministry. Kind of like being a Marine, huh? That's right. <laughs> once once, once a, a Marine, always a Marine. Yeah. Yeah. Once in service to the Lord, That's always. Right. That's right. I guess the easiest thing to start out with is uh, why Christmas? Why, why was he born? Well, he was born to save us from our sin. I think, you know, when you think of the, the Christmas story, Uh, Most people go to Luke or Matthew and find the actual story of his birth and about uh, the shepherds coming and the wise men coming to see him, things like that. But if you want to really capture the essence of his coming to earth, it's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. God sent him. He came as a babe, but he came as a babe to grow up to die on a cross so that he could pay the price for our sin. I guess, was it so he would would have a, a close feel for what a human goes through in growing up? Is that the way to look at that? Or Well, I think him taking on human flesh, he was, and this is the part that's really hard to understand because our minds can't quite wrap around it, but he was completely man at the same time he was completely God. But in coming here, as our creator, he understood us completely, but we didn't understand him. So he came and we were able to understand him. There's, there's a story, in fact, it's a Christmas story, it happened at Christmas, but there's a story about an elder man that uh, did not go to church. His wife wanted him to go to church, but he did not. And one Christmas Eve, she went to church for their Christmas Eve service, and he stayed at home. And it was a big snowstorm came, and the birds 
were flying in and hitting his glass of his windows. And so he went out and he watched them. He said, they're going to die out here. So he opened up his garage, not his garage, but his barn. And he tried to coax them into the room, into that garage, so they'd get out of the weather. But all they did is they ran away from him. Mm-hmm. They flew away from him every time he came over. And at that moment, the bell on Christmas Eve rang at the church, and it hit him for the first time ever. If he could have been a bird, he could have communicated with them, and they would have gone in and be safe. But because he was a man and they were birds, they couldn't communicate with each other, and they were afraid of him. Well, that's a picture of most people and God. They're afraid of him, but yet he loves them so much that he wanted to have relationship with them. So in order to do that, he sent his son to become a man. That's a good story. I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, it, it does explain. Our minds can't wrap around God. Thank goodness he can wrap around us. Yeah. As as it goes, as we were talking earlier, uh, he was a, a Jewish person, mm-hmm. and he had to be. And the prophecy actually was that he would be born long before oh, yes. his birth. Yes. Right. Yes. In fact, uh, in in Genesis, the very first mention. Of, of him coming was when, uh, after man had sinned in the garden, God told Adam and Eve that her seed would be bruised by him, but that he would basically destroy Satan. And at the seed of woman was the first time that had ever been stated, and the seed of woman was Jesus. And then all through the Old Testament, there are prophecies concerning where he would be born, what he would be, the kind of life that he would live, uh, rejected of men, Isaiah, and all those different things. So I, I, I just at the moment, I can't remember exactly how many prophecies there are, but all of the prophecies concerning the coming of Christ to this world, even to his death and going back to heaven, every one of those was fulfilled in Christ. We're speaking with Tim Holder. He's a pastor and a minister of music. He's kind of going to explain some of the story on Christmas. We're going to talk about the different prophecies, some of them that came to, that were made years ago. You know, I've been online lately, and I've found <laughs> that a number of people, for some unknown reason, believe that Christ is Jesus' last name. That's <laughs> No. <laughs> it's not that. It, no, that's a title. Right. It's uh, Messiah. It would, I'm sorry, would you mind explaining that, that that's what the prophecy was about, right? Well, yes. Uh, he is the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, Jesus is a derivative of the Hebrew word Joshua, Yeshua. And uh, it means Savior, Savior of man. And uh, that's who Jesus is. And he is the Christ, Jesus Christ, the Lord, uh, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, uh, King of kings, Lord of lords. And that, just so we get that down, that's the, like you'd say, a person's a doctor or whatever, that's his title. That's it, his title. He is the Christ. Yeah. There was a young child one time that asked a pretty scholarly person, what was Jesus' first name? And he said, oh, I've never heard that before. He says, well, what was it? He said, well, it's Andy. 
because in one of the songs here, Andy walks with me, Andy talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different. <laughs> now, people can get confused, especially if they haven't studied the Scriptures right. and have learned a little bit, and hopefully uh, we're going to help people with that. Can you give us some idea of some of the prophecies that— uh, Well, there's so much. The fact that he was preexistent before the world was made, by him were all things made. He was born of the seed of a woman— most were born from the seed of man, but he was born of the seed of the woman. Uh, he was uh, of the seed of Abraham, Abrahamic covenant there. Uh, it says that um, uh, God would provide himself a lamb as an offering, and that lamb was Jesus. He'd be from the tribe of Judah. Uh, he was heir to the throne of David, although David was king in biblical times, many times a third, fourth, fifth generation a uh, person would refer to David as his father, you know, because it's in that lineage. And Jesus was in the lineage of David. Uh, he was called the mighty God, the everlasting father. He was born in Bethlehem, uh, born of a virgin. His name was called Emmanuel, which means God with us. He was declared to be the son of God. Uh, his messenger before him was in the spirit of Elijah, uh, which was John the Baptist. Okay. That came before him, yes, uh-huh and declared to be the Son of God. Uh, and these are all found in, in Old Testament Scripture. I start to say that's the important thing is we're talking about Old Testament hundreds of years Yeah, and they before. were all fulfilled. They were all fulfilled in the life of Christ and the death of Christ and will be fulfilled when he comes back for his church. That's that's a message that uh, we w- want to make sure we get across. His job isn't quite finished yet. Right. Uh, never will be. <laughs> yeah, well, never will be in that. But for us as mortals here on earth, mm-hmm. uh, he's his return is uh, the promise. That's right. The birth of, of uh, Jesus, what is a manger, if you don't mind? Well, a manger is actually just a, a trough that they put hay in for the animals to eat from. Okay. But uh, he was born, and to know exactly, but... Back in that time, so many times, the, the animals were, were in a actual a cave back behind a home, and that's where they kept, you know. And so it, it could have been a, a building, a barn-type building, but I believe it was actually back in a cave where the animals would be kept in the cold night. You know, they're, they're not, not all the animals they had because the sheep would be out in the fields eating but uh, they're, they're a donkey or a cow or, you know, all the animals like that would be in there. And that's where they ate, and that's where they slept, and okay. that's where they did it. It was filthy. It's animals. And, yeah. And that's amazing that that is where God sent his son to be born of a virgin uh, called out of uh, Nazareth to Bethlehem because he had to— come from Bethlehem because that was prophesied, you know, in the Old Testament. And so they were in Nazareth, and uh, uh, Joseph and Mary, because of the taxation that was called on by Caesar, uh, they had to come to that city to be counted for the tax rolls. And that's why they were there. But that was all planned by God for Jesus to be in that place. And as you said, uh, prophets and such from the Old Testament— Actually said, this is he would start out in a, a lowly place. Lowly, right? 
he did not come to lord anything over us. He came to serve and to die. But when he comes back again, he will come back as absolute lord and monarch. And we're speaking with Tim Holder. He's a pastor and a minister of music and an old friend. <laughs> and, well, he's not that old, but uh, <laughs> uh, we're talking about the Christmas story, the real Christmas story, and the things about uh, Jesus' life and birth. Uh, his birth signaled a change in everything. On a small scale, it changed our calendar. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. But on a larger scale, it changed everything. It's imagine. It's amazing that one person changed the whole world mm-hmm. the way he It's did. like the, the poem, One Solitary Life. And, of course, I can't quote that verbatim, but it gets down to where it says uh, none of the armies have marched. You know, nothing has more affected man and this earth than that one solitary soul that came. And that's the birth we birth celebrate on we celebrated on December the 25th right. today, every year. As you were talking about the birth and why they they were at their where they actually lived to begin with, Joseph and Mary, right? Mm-hmm. And they had to go to Bethlehem. Right, yeah. Now, that's the city of David, right? Right. And it all, it all falls into line on, uh, from the prophecy. Perfectly in line. We, uh, there's two different stories. W- would you mind I ask you to bring a couple of it from the— the Bible, of course, Tim's never far from his Bible anyway. <laughs> uh, t- I used to see him always, always carrying around a rather large book uh, as well as uh, some reference books, but now <laughs> everything is on a little piece of electronics. These iPads are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually have, I believe, probably a total of about 25 Bibles in here. <laughs> oh, my. Would you read us uh, one of the scriptures? Well, my, my favorite, of course, when I was a kid, um, I grew up in a, in a Christian home. And my mother had my brother, my sister, and myself all memorize the Christmas story. And we would take turns at Christmas telling that story from memory. But it says, It came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph, who was the husband of Mary, also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Then it says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. 
And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made note abroad the saying which told them concerning this child. And all they had heard, all that all that heard it, wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. That's a marvelous story. It really is, and it. It teaches a story itself, too, that the angels came to the shepherd. The, now, that's your basic working man. Low, low people, yes. You know, I've often thought that's one thing that we really miss. I wonder oftentimes what all we do miss living in the city. Back then, there wasn't TV. There wasn't all these things. And you look to the sky. You, I mean, oh, yes. you made up pictures from the stars and mm-hmm. clouds. So they they were out there working, watching their sheep, and looking at the at the sky. And that's why the angels appeared there. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. That's where they're looking. Mm-hmm. That's just you know. I wish uh, you know. I envy those folks that get to live far away from big cities where the oh, light doesn't, my. so you can see the heaven and, yeah. and all of the wonders that are out there. I was once on a staff retreat, and we were out uh, on the on the beach, uh, out of Panama City, Florida, Seagrove Beach, and we had finished. Been a long day, and I went out and just laid down on the table on the beach with my eyes closed. And all of a sudden, I opened my eyes up, and I was just absolutely aghast at the glory that you could see in the stars. There were so many of them, like you could stick your hand out and touch them. And those were the night skies, like the shepherds saw, and like the wise men who came later, some two years later, they finally got there and found the child uh, that had been prophesied. Now, that's the next uh, question I was going to ask you. There's... There's some uh, the story of the wise men coming, but that didn't happen actually on the the night of his birth. Oh right? no, no, no. We don't know exactly how old Jesus was when they came, but if if you remember that after the wise men asked uh, in uh, Jerusalem where they could find this child, uh, Herod was was very angry. And But he found out where it was supposed to be born, which was Bethlehem. The scholars knew that. And so the wise men came to Bethlehem to see the child and to give gifts to the child. But Herod wanted to know where he was for sure so that he could send and kill all the children. Well, when he sent the soldiers, they were to kill all the boys that were two years and under. So that two-year period plays a, a real important part part of the story when trying to find out when the wise men came but no they did not come to the manger and and that's the thing Uh, you know today we instantaneous you know when you and i were younger we thought it was amazing that they could give us the news over an hour and a half (laughs) on three state three stations you know wow every night they get to do this yeah and now they do it every Five minutes. It's just instantaneous almost, yeah. And so it's that's that's one of the things that's hard for us to relate to today is 
Word didn't move that fast. No. And the gifts that, what were the gifts? Didn't they mean something? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And gold was a gift that was given to a king. And Jesus was the king of kings, lord of lords. Frankincense was a, uh, a gift that was given to a priest, and they used that in worship. And Jesus was the high priest. He's our high priest. And then myrrh many times was used for the embalming of a body, the wrapping up. And so it's very pictorial of the fact it came to the king who is the priest, the high priest of all mankind that turned to him. And then he also died for us, and a gift was given uh, for that. Now, whether or not the, the wise men knew that, but God did. Right. And he, had, he orchestrated the whole thing. They got their instructions on what to buy, although they probably didn't know they were being told. Right. Uh, and this is just something mine. Maybe you can correct me here if you think that this is a wrong thought. I've often thought that that gold came in handy because they had to get out of Bethlehem, as you right. said. Well, in fact, when uh, the angel uh, told Joseph in a dream that Herod was coming, he instructed them to go to Egypt. And, of course, one of the prophecies in the, in the Old Testament that he would come out of Egypt. And so they went to Egypt, and then when that king died, then they were instructed to come back from Egypt to the Holy Land. And, uh, yeah, it's very that, interesting. It's, a, it's, it's intricate in the way it all blends together. But I've often thought that that gold was probably came in handy. when Could you, have been. Uh, that's a long way to go from Bethlehem into Egypt. I mean, yes. and some— Well, if uh, you remember, that's where the children of Israel came from. They were, they were slaves in Egypt. And they came across to the Holy Land. Of course, they were very uh, unfaithful to the Lord and uh, rejected much of what the Lord wanted, so he kept them there for 40 years. Right. But, but it didn't take 40 years to get across there. No, it doesn't take that long, but those you got to have mules and, and, and camels because that's a yeah. desert area. Yeah. And like you said, it doesn't take 40 years unless the guy in charge <laughs> just says, no, you're going to turn right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I guess the intricacies, all the, the small uh, prophecies interwoven with the actual birth is what is one of the most amazing. I mean, other than who he was right. or is but all of those things they had to all work out for this to have fulfilled everything well for him to have been the christ for him to be the son of god all those prophecies had to be fulfilled in him and of course when a prophet uh was only recognized as a true prophet when what he said came true if it didn't come true, he wasn't a prophet. And so all the prophecies down through the scriptures, and there are so many, uh, were fulfilled in Christ when he came. And then, like I said, there's many prophecies that talk about him coming back again, uh, many prophecies of the end times in Daniel and different books like that in the Old Testament. Uh, he, he will fulfill all of that at the end of the age. When he comes back to this it's, earth, it's all still a process ongoing. Yeah. And as we continue along the process, he's born, obviously stayed there for a certain length of time, 
not sure exactly how long, but then to Egypt. And during this time, he, he grows up before we hear from him. Or, or He's 12 years old when we hear from the second time. And that's when they'd come to the feast in Jerusalem. And uh, family groups came together. And uh, when they left, the mother and dad thought that he was with some other family members walking with them. But when they got out of away, I think, three days, uh, they couldn't find him. And so they came back and found him in the temple speaking with the scribes and the Pharisees, the, the learned people. And it says that the learned people were amazed at his wisdom and what he had to say. They were, wor- they were amazed by his words. And, and then the next 12. Yeah, that's at 12. And then the next time we hear is when he's 30, and he comes to the Jordan River, is baptized by John the Baptist, and then he goes into the wilderness for a period of temptation, which he never did what Satan wanted him to do. And then he taught, and he got his disciples together and trained them and, and taught them and, and taught the people. And all of that was teaching leading to him going to the cross and dying for our sin and setting up not a kingdom on this earth. That's what most of the people were looking for in the Messiah. Their yes. mindset was that he's going to come to earth and, and come here and set up a kingdom. And, uh, they're looking whip, for a David with a whip sword. Whip Rome and, and get rid of Rome so they're not under that uh, heavy, heavy-handed uh, uh, governing of them. And, but he came to build a kingdom in our hearts. Yes, and then one day uh, we will be in His heavenly kingdom. I want to remind everybody we are speaking with Tim Holder, and he is a minister and a minister of music, uh, pastor, a little bit of uh, uh, just a man of God that we've I've been blessed to know over the years. We got to wrap things up here, Tim. I think we have a general way we do that among Christians. So on this Christmas Day, would you lead us? prayer yes father we thank you so much for the meaning of this day we thank you for the precious gift that you sent to us your dear son jesus christ and thank you lord that uh, his coming significant as that is lord uh, all led to the most significant thing of him paying the price on calvary shedding his own blood uh, that we might have a relationship with you and might might serve you and walk with you and someday, Lord, uh, live with you eternally. But thank you, Lord, so much for the Christmas season. Thank you for the joy of giving. Thank you for the joy of being with families and, Lord, the, uh, all their, their, their human-made electric lights, but still the beauty of the lights of this time of the year, the music, the carols. Uh, thank you for all of that. And thank you, Lord, that, that, that the true meaning of Christmas is literally Jesus Christ and his coming to the earth uh, to be our Savior. We give you praise for that. We worship you, Lord, and we bless your holy name. And it's in the strong and powerful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, R.T.